Hey, what's up, man? It's your boy Rob Davis, and I'd like to welcome everybody to the Let's Fail podcast. Yeah, you heard me right. Let's fail. F A I L. And I just want to let y'all know you got to believe in order to achieve what come with ease ain't meant to be. So never fear failure. God broke me down. 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 Hello and welcome to Next 2.0 on WQLN NPR PBS. Next is produced by the Public's Voice Media. I am your host, Marcus Atkinson. Uh, if you want to know more about Next 2.0, you can go to Facebook, like the page. You can follow us on Instagram at Next 2.0 Erie. There you can keep up with upcoming show promos, events, and clips about what's next for our communities and our democracy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today you are about to enjoy our first Community crossover edition. That's right, our first community <laughs> crossover edition. I've got my man Rob Davis here, my man Martin Long. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Hey, thanks for having us, man. I appreciate you bringing us on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You may be wondering what a community crossover edition is. It's real simple. We've got a show, they've got a show, and so this will air on our platform and on their platform. And so today we come to you live from the WQLN. Um, next studios down here at 1108 Parade. Mm. Rob, talk a little bit about your podcast, what it's about, where you film it. Give us the 411 on that. Uh, man, my name is Rob Davis, man. I'm the creator of the podcast, Let's Fail. Yeah, you heard me right, Let's Fail, F A I L. And uh, my podcast, we air from the cam, uh, Community Access. As Media. in, let's not fail so much. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we air from the uh, Community Access Media uh, Studios right here on 12th Street in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, my show is created out of a hardship, man, of uh, just hard-worn experience of always feeling and not really taking heed to the lesson. So uh, I, as I, like, came up with the idea, brainstorming the idea of Troubleshooter, what I wanted to do on the podcast, I said, what type of service do people need? And uh, it was motivation, man, not to give up. Uh, and I just use examples like uh, people like Walt Disney, man, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, J.K. Rowling, these different type of uh, prolific people we look at that sometime in their career they failed as succeeding at the greatest thing that they became, actors, uh, movie animators, and sports figures and stuff. So uh, the whole Let's Fail podcast is based upon not giving up and perseverance for real. Yeah, yeah Martin, talk a little bit about the concept of the, of the, the show that you all do and how your personal uh, mentality and philosophy plays into that. Right, right. Thank you. Uh, my, my personal philosophy plays into because I've, I've also experienced a great deal of hardship throughout life as well. Um, I'm 33 years old right now, uh, going on 34, God willing, this year in March. Um, I've got three children of my own. I consider myself a child of God, and uh, first and foremost. And, um, you know, just, just the experience that I have coming to the door, uh, there's a lot of things that I've learned more from my challenges in life more from the the things that i haven't done as well as i wanted to the first time right failures if you want to critique it that way and the the concept of the show that's that's what it means to me like bob said you know the the things that we we um we struggle with overcoming and then not giving up but finding ways to overcome them Mm -hmm. you know that's to, to me that's the the concept of the uh the the whole um, podcast for us in that regard. Well, even even though you know my my show is rooted in community, and we talk about everything that's going on in community, the players, the issues, uh, the people surrounding these things, the people that are affected by these things. My personal journey in community, and I spoke about it on multiple occasions, is born from my struggles as well. Right. I'll right. never forget one. I'm very open about the fact that I am I am in therapy. There's a lot of things from my past that I have mm. tried to overcome over the. You know, over the last few years, and I have been successful at doing so. It took me a long time to even come to the realization, and and to remove the stigma that that was cool, right? Mm, right. right. But I find myself in this loop where you you see a, a loop of negative behaviors, mm. and mm. you see it's like, okay, I'm about to do this thing again, and mm. I know when I do it, I'm gonna make this group of people mad. Mm. I'm gonna be counterproductive. I'm gonna lose something, but you do it anyways. Mm. And I'm saying to myself, if there's a loop, mm. can can somebody help me push pause on this? 
Right. And man. come up with a new strategy. Right. Yeah, uh, that's crazy you say Loop because uh, our very first series was called Loops, Loops and, and Levels. Levels. You know, and that's if you ain't here yet, go back and check it out. Please <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, uh, we stream on all platforms. Uh, we on uh, Spotify, the Apple Podcast. We on uh, iTunes Radio. All anything that you can find a podcast, we on there. But that was our whole idea, man. It's just mm-hmm. like Loops and Levels of persevering, and also just to give the people a voice and say it's okay not to be okay. You exactly. Know? Right. You know, like, it's all right to make mistakes, man. Uh, it's just about how we bounce back from those mistakes. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, with the stigma, especially as people of color, if you look back throughout our history, you know, powering through, if you will, that was a a, a, a protective measure for us, mm, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. So if you look at the strength of African-American mothers, black mothers, yeah. and you look at all they withstood in order to keep their families together, take it all the way back to slavery, yeah. right? And so you've got dad and all of his dignity out there being humiliated by a slave owner. Right. You've got Junior watching this thing. When dad does something wrong, he's flogged or disciplined publicly so mm. Junior can see it. So mom, it. Exactly. Right. So mom right. has to console wow. him and encourage son while at the same time trying mm. to protect son from master. So the, this protective measure of this is traumatizing but mm. I gotta fight through I gotta hide how traumatizing it is mm. and I gotta power through it and I gotta pretend like it doesn't affect me that's been handed down to that's us by a generation that's what right. we talked about too about the loosening levels of that generation of yeah. curse cause uh, I, I was just talking on the podcast and bro brought it to mind. He said, bro, listen to, I told, I told a little backspin about my dad was born in the deep south in the mm-hmm. 40s. Yep. That's, that's uh, before uh, segregation ended. That's the time of World War II. Mm-hmm. It's the deep south where, like, you know what I mean, uh, the Klansmen was rampant, you know, the torture. Like, all this different type of stuff we first adversity. I'm like, man, like, I'm one generation removed from that because my dad was, like, raised in that. So I ain't really taking account of the fact his traumas that he passed down to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I ain't learned how to deal and process feelings and stuff the proper way mm-hmm. because, of, like, I was never taught that in the household. We was always taught to suck it up. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you can get through this, you know. Uh, Boys don't cry. Yeah, you know, I know my dad loved me, but him telling me he loved me was very rare growing right. up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, he expressed it through provide for me taking care of me disciplining me those things but to uh actually feel that to actually see that it was kind of hard you know, as a kid growing up now in hindsight i can see that but like i just correlate what you was talking about like what mothers uh took upon themselves to just suck up and deal with in those eras and how they fast forward to our times how it still affects us to this day for real yeah bro. yeah yeah martin talk to that man because i know that when it comes to our young men our men period i want to yeah. see our young men because rob you hit it you people do what they know yeah whatever yeah. tools they've been given hmm. if you've been given a wrench a hammer and some pliers hmm. and that's all that's in your toolbox i don't care if it's the plumbing that breaks down <laughs> if it's the couch is broke you're gonna try to break out those same three tools. Yeah, this is what right. i got in my toolbox yeah. man Talk about us learning how to equip ourselves better and our young boys especially better so that some of these cycles can be broken. Mm -hmm. Equipping. First and foremost, I mean, I I look to God. You know, um, that's that's where the pain has brought me um, every every time um, at at the end of the journey. I end up looking up. uh, Right. And. um, that's that's where my strength and my confidence comes from, and I'm getting a newfound understanding that it's not in my own self. It's in a power greater than me that's loving and caring, who chooses, not that he needs me, but he wants to work through me. Mm-hmm. And that inspires me. And then, like, I'm learning that charity starts at home. So mm-hmm. then when I, when I see my children having compassion with them and, 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 you know, losing my stuff sometimes and looking back and realizing that's not what... That these aren't the right tools hmm. that I'm using and that I'm giving, and then looking to God and asking, "How, what, what am I supposed to do?" And then He directs me to certain words that say, "Be, be kind, be gentle, be, be long suffering." You know, uh, love is patient. Love doesn't uh, take take uh, account of wrongs. You know, doesn't list all the wrongs that somebody. And I start realizing these are the tools that I need to pass on to others, but I need to to 
learn how to cultivate on myself. That's right. First, mm. That's hard, right? Mm. Yeah, it's it really is. hard. You know, this this is along the lines of some of the things you, you brothers have talked about on your show. Give us a feel for some of the topics. Yeah. Because I see it leaking out in this discussion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Man, some of the topics we hit on is uh, why me, why me. Uh, it's basically about self-pity. Uh, like the cycle and loose levels of self-pity, how that keep us stagnant, how it starts our growth ooh, as a person. Ooh, say know? more about that. How'd that conversation flow? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that conversation was pretty dope. We had a lot of stuff in there. Uh, but we just talked. I, I use a lot of I statements, bro. I don't know about nobody else's experiences, but my own. Yeah. Right? And I talks about like how uh, most, like uh, one example I gave. I'm the baby of 17 kids. Wow. Yeah, you know, my dad had 12, my mom had five, and I walked around with the self pity. Like, why y'all don't treat me like a Hold baby? On, let me pause for emphasis, oh. listener. You heard that number correctly. That it's 17, 17. a yeah. one and a seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, that's kind of crazy because you could play a whole like nine inning game of baseball <laughs> with you know with, with your siblings and dad yeah. mom could coach you know i don't know man. that's crazy but no nah, i just uh for instance on that topic man we just talked about like i, I use that as an example of my my realm of self-pity my loop and my levels of self-pity of uh always looking to be baby uh looking at other families and be like man how you get pampered like that and mm-hmm. i was a baby i don't get pampered like that always looking at the negatives and not really seeing that um i was blessed to have a big family for real you know that uh i was blessed to be cultivated by a family that like made me more mature for real yeah, you know right. what i mean yeah. because my dad always told us man i ain't gonna always be here for y'all you That's know it. so y'all gonna have to learn this the hard way or the soft way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to talk to y'all and try to coach y'all through this, but if you don't want to take heed, you're going to have to just uh, repeat this loop, this cycle, yeah. until you figure it out. Oh, man, uh, man. And I had to interrupt my, my godfather, man. Um, passed away a couple of years ago. He used to say that to me all the time. Yeah. You know, spiritual man. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, listen, when it, this this the way God worked. You know, you come around, you take that lap, you know, you get back to that finish line, you look over, and he make that little motion to you, take another lap. Because mm. you ain't learned what you're supposed to learn in that mm. lap, take another lap. And if you find, in some areas of your life, you find yourself on the 14th, 15th, 16th lap, mm. and you're like, why am I taking constant right. laps? Because you didn't take the lesson yet. Mm. You didn't take wow. the lesson. And so, like you, you saying, Rob. You so long. Yeah. You make a groove. Exactly. You make a groove and get stuck there. That's man. right. That's right. And wow. so, whenever you taking, when you find yourself Woo. taking one lap too many, on a particular topic, <laughs> ask yourself, well, what are you not learning not on yet. this topic? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the only reason you keep having to take yeah. another lap. But go ahead, brother. Uh, I was about to say, uh, first, then uh, after that, our first uh, episode was Loops and Levels. Uh, Mario came up with the definition for loops. Loops was uh, a repetitive cycle that continues until a spiritual being matures to cultivate attitude, behavior, skills, and attributes to break said cycles. And the levels was uh, defined as the spirit of a man is subjected to the elements around him until he learns how to subdue elements and level up. Each level that emerges provides a new opportunity of growth. You know, uh, that was just like our definition for our first series. Um, we spoke with like fatherhood. I mean, Jason Roberts did the fatherhood episode mm-hmm. where we just talking about like how important. That's why uh, the 100 black man I said I want you to speak on because that was important because we talked about the fatherhood role in the neighborhood. Oh, man. Yeah. Like the leadership, mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. just being a father ain't just being a father to home. You no. know what I mean? Right. You no. father to the block, to mm-hmm. the school, to the community, to mm-hmm. the basketball team, to to whatever like network that uh, we connected to through our kids, through our communities and stuff. And we play a father role to that. Uh, we spoke on uh, it was Love Love Why Me what you Buck eating. Oh What You Eating was probably one of the dopest episodes we did mm-hmm. man you wanna give them insight on what you eating bro nah, you on a roll bro I'm gonna let you <laughs> No, nah, cause you really had the insight <laughs> on what you eating and stuff I mean that was, like to me what you eating comes down to like um, my lord and savior Jesus' words he, he was talking about uh, a light can't be hid right you don't you don't take a light and hide it under under a, a bed or a bushel or what have you you take it and put it on 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 uh, something high to be seen by everybody hmm. right holy ghost help a brother out here right um and he also said that the the eye is the lamp of the body 
right? And we got to be mindful of what we allow our eye to see. And that to me is a bit metaphoric because it's not just our eye, but what our mind perceives, what we focus our attention intentionally or not on, right? And so because we're eating that, we may not be physically consuming, but our spirit is being fed. We're that we're choosing to feed these things to our spirit, mm -hmm. or we're we're like, um, uh, what's the word? Um, like unconscious beings just floating around, being steered by whatever the world says. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, it, are you on according to that logic? You know, are you on a steady diet yeah. of pornography? Yeah. Are right. you on a steady What's diet? Right. Yeah. What are we consuming? Right. Not just right. physically, yeah. but everywhere in our life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You look at some of these these shows nowadays, these these reality shows where everybody fighting. I remember one time, man, <laughs> I was mm. in my early 20s, and me and my homies were at the house. Mm -hmm. And we all drinking, man. We listen to the NWA, and there's a song called Approach to Danger. Yeah. Right. And we listen to that. We rocking out. Yeah. Man. We get the ride. We going to a party. Then uh -huh. we listen to that and everything else. And somebody said in the ride, they said, man, listen. Every time we listen to this song before we go to a party, we end up in a fight. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the song just had yeah. us like, yeah, let's get it, let's right. get it. But we was on a diet of, uh -huh. let's get it, let's of, get it. Of, what you looking at, let's get it. Kill, maim, and destroy. <laughs> yeah. right? 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 You remember what, what was it when we was growing up? Nuck if you bug. Yeah. Nuck <laughs> if you bug. Right? Right? You go to the party, and every party you go to, and little John and everybody in there crying. Right. Fight. Little John was sitting there. The West Side, I'm a knock, right? Yeah. Right, right. Okay. And that's it's crazy because that's nostalgic for us, yeah. right? Because we can all identify with that, that yeah. era and whatnot. But what, like, even Lil John, if you're going to talk to him today, he's probably like, yo, that was fun. Yeah. But we don't really want to see somebody's head get bust up. Like, that's that's not <laughs> cool unless something, there's a reason. Like, don't just go in the club and start causing chaos for no reason. Right. But yeah, that's right. what happens when we invite that, you know what I mean? We open yeah. a portal up, yeah. man, where we feed yeah. ourselves. Well, up, then man. you go to what Tupac said, you know, about Mar I, remember, I remember when Marvin Gaye used to sing to me, he had me feeling like black was, was the, the thing, thing to be, be. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that steady diet yeah. of this positivity that was coming right. out of Motown, yeah. Tupac yeah. was like, okay, yeah. I'm yeah. feeling that. It's affecting the way I view my blackness Ooh. because I'm on this steady diet yeah. of, it's a trip, man, how did this, whatever you feed your mind with. Yeah, yeah. That's always what, finds uh, its way. That's why I say I like that as one of our top like episodes. I feel like we could have went way more depth about it, but it's just a constraint of time. Uh, we just talked about what we, we feed ourselves physically, spiritually, financially, uh, mm -hmm. mentally, you know, mm -hmm. uh, emotionally. Yeah, uh, it's about self preservation and my elevation. That's like really our, our mission statement for real. So like. Uh, what you read, what you watch, what yeah. you eat, what you listen to. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I mean, we, we, we shit what we eat for real. Excuse my language. No, you're you know good. I mean? You're good. We, like, whatever we consume, we produce it as, as a byproduct, whatever that is. So, uh, like, that's I, I talked about growing up in Gary. You know, like, all I've seen was people selling drugs and game banging. Yeah. I mean, this is this prevalent. I mean, when I mm -hmm. I don't go out there and see the hostables, you know, I see mm -hmm. old Tyrone with a pack on the corner and a gold chain every day. And so, like growing up, yeah, we more subjected to, to gravitate towards that because that's mm -hmm. what we that's what we consuming every mm -hmm. day wow. on a daily basis. For real. So tying that fatherhood thing that you wow. were talking about one hundred, and then I go back to what Tupac said about mm -hmm. the rose that grew from concrete. Yeah, even in even in those desperate situations, even in these concrete jungles, there's there's men who are oftentimes fathers brothers, pastors, brothers, uncles, coaches, mm. somebody has to speak life into yeah. the young bucks in these neighborhoods, which is why there are a decent number of young folk who make it out mm. right. with the right mentality. But what's your role in that? It goes back to something you said a second ago. So when you're in those situations, you know, mentors, because this is what 100 Black Men is all about, mentoring. Mm. Mentors mm. come, a couple things. One, one of our taglines is uh, mentoring across a lifetime, the 100 way. If you handle mentoring right, if you handle being a mentee right, mm. you mentoring somebody until you're eulogized and somebody's mentoring you until you are eulogized. Mm. Every level in business and fatherhood, wow, you know, I've kind of mastered this level of father or I'm proficient at this mm. level of fatherhood. Yeah, but your child about to go to college. Mm. What does that look like? Yeah. This man over here has been through that. 
or you become a grandfather. What does that look like? This right. man. So you always need mentors and you're always a mentee. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it comes down to just fulfilling that obligation within the village. Mm. You standing on somebody's shoulders who you lifting up to yours. And when you don't, this is where these cycles we talk about. Keep coming to There play. you go. And um, one thing my man Jason Roberts said, he used to share information, man. He said most of the time, uh, like like what keeps the cycles up, man, we get this information, want to be stangy with it. Exactly. Don't want to take it back to the block. Don't want to take it go. back to our communities and let people in on it, what we know. Mm-hmm. Everything want to be a secret, but it's like how we going to ever advance as a whole mm-hmm. if we all keeping our – like we a puzzle wow. for real. Yeah, we yeah. all uniquely shaped in a different way with a different That's benefit. Crazy. So it's crazy you mentioned that because uh, you don't get mad at me, but uh, I believe I just got some insight from a different perspective, What's right? That? Because there's a word that says don't don't throw your pearls out before swine. Mm. Okay, because I've been there so many times and got myself harmed mm. just by trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but it ain't with the right person. person. Yeah, and that I'm supposed to learn something from that circumstance because even christ when he was out speaking he didn't speak plainly because it wasn't for everyone it is for everyone but only if you have the ability to understand that is a tricky balance that's deep brother right (laughs) that's deep it's crazy because i could be robbed out of a house and a home and then be literally just exhausted over sir over serving in places I wasn't meant to be. I, feel I, I was like, the way someone put it to me before is doing things for God without being with him. Hmm. Like not listening to how and where to go. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to do this because it's for God. Like mm-hmm. this but I, he's not with me hmm. when I'm doing the things because I didn't, you know what I mean? Listen yeah. to the right direction or the right signal, the right time, person, whatever. Yeah. I, I ain't do it right. Where's the balance? Where's, where's yeah. the balance? Where's the balance? Yeah, it's confusing, ain't it? Yeah, because... I hope I ain't the only one. No, nah, you are not, man. You are not. Because, no, you make a valid point. You make a valid point. I've had people that I've helped, and it was worth every second spent. And more, right? I've had a person or two that I've helped, and it's blown up in my right. face drastically. Like, Lord, you know? I know you saw this. <laughs> or disappointed me greatly. Where's the balance in that? Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, what other episode? We are we on a, this series is called Buck, Buck the System. System. Uh, this whole series uh, go against the social norms, man, or what people think cool. Uh, this is all about motivating people to individually be themselves, uniquely be yourselves. We perfect as mm. we is as ourselves. Uh, it's challenging people to stand out for real, man. Yeah. Not uh, we talked about like the welfare problems, like social uh, section eight problems, school districts and stuff like, yeah. uh, like how most of these systems that was put in place was to like help short period, like for a short period of time, but uh, like over the course of time, we turned these to longevity, long term yeah, solutions. To create for dependency, real. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about the prison system, uh, like how most times we supposed to go to jail to be rehabilitated, but we don't. It's the departments of correction mm-hmm. with no corrections involved. Mm-hmm. Most time when you go in these places, you got to be self taught or you got to be self willing to teach yourself and correct your mm-hmm. own self, you know, under the authority of somebody else. So we just uh, buck the system, just a whole series. That it's like very broad for real mm, yeah. talking about like this challenging the perception of how we view things and take the momentum from those things and use them for our best interest for real yeah Jada yeah. so, Kids said and why? why why they stop letting brothers get degrees in jail yeah right but y'all want the reciteration rate to drop exactly you know I, mean? I mean if I'm here for six years five years 16 years mm. at the very least let me better myself to the highest of my ability so when I get up out of this joint I can be an asset yeah. to, man, to the community and man, to myself it's and to a the secret community. behind that it's of of course, it's man. It's a billion dollar industry. Of course. <laughs> I think that Buck the System is a is another perspective challenger mm. as well because uh, in, in my perspective, we're asking the audience to to challenge the system that's in place and not in a, in a way that is an insurrection and overthrowing of said system, mm. but utilizing the system that's in place yeah. and working with it to, to maximize the best outcome for not only me, but my, my fellow brother as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. My mom, you know, my mom was a was a, an early parent, 17 and 19. She had my brother and myself. 
and she still tells the story. She retired, you know, at a local company here after working almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. But when she was working her way off welfare, you know, she loves to talk to the young sister that, that came up behind her. The minute I made $5 too much, couldn't stay in public housing anymore, mm -hmm. and I got all these benefits cut off. Now I had a decision to make. Mm -hmm. Do I power through? Right. Mm. right? Yeah. And, and and now I have to wait and, and, and work towards this growth economically so that I can uh, have that side of the equation catch up with all these obligations. Mm. Or do I shrink back and say, you know what, let me get that public housing again. And I'm not knocking public housing. Let me get this right. benefit, that benefit. But it comes down to at some point. The dependency cycle, it worked for a minute, mm -hmm. but now I got to go ahead and stand on these two so that I can build right. something. What I'm trying to build, I can't get there from dependency, mm -hmm. you know, to complete self-sufficiency. I got to be able to deal there with that. to be a transition. There you yeah. go. And that yeah. transitional season is always uncomfortable. Wow. uncomfortable. That's everything in life, though. If you get diagnosed with something where there's a pharmaceutical medication yep. as the, the, uh, the solution in this moment. What's the plan to get you out of that? Mm. When we went to Iraq under the Bush administration, we didn't get out for however many years because of a lack of planning, right? They, they, they say that people never plan to fail or rarely plan to fail, but rather fail to plan. That's right. There was no exit strategy. Exactly. Exactly. You plan halfway through. Yeah. You, you got getting in, but it's a round trip, ain't it? Or mm -hmm. is, is this a one-way trip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sending me on, on, the, on the whole 63 different types of medication by the time I'm 63 every morning? <laughs> or, or where are we going with this? Yeah. We, we going to help us until we're strong enough to run? Yeah. Or are you going to slowly cripple me without my awareness? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Because now I'm starting to get mad, and I'm going to buck back. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that, that's like a snapshot of mm -hmm. the historical timeline of mm -hmm. marginalized communities mm -hmm. in countries like this, right? But you're absolutely right. That transition is important. Yes. How it ends is important. It's funny. I'm a big movie buff, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and along those lines, I know I'm shifting a little bit. You can see a good movie, and at the end of it, when it when it finally finishes, you like you didn't put some thought into how to end this thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you put a whole lot of thought into the meat of the story. Yeah. You didn't think about how to end it, and then this you thing. need to conclude it. <laughs> right, so you was right. like, all right, right. <laughs> you know, and you see how it ended. You like, okay, but it, to your point, every level, mm -hmm. the start, the transition, mm -hmm. the fit. It's like the seven habits of highly effective people. Stephen Covey. One of those principles is beginning with the end in mind. Like where are you mm -hmm. taking this? Where are you going? Right. Where do you yeah. where do you foresee yourself What's the outcome? What's the destination? Yeah, right. I took a um a class at uh, EC three. Shout out to Erie County Community College, um and uh, the the instructor of this communications class. What was it? Uh, public speaking. Yep. Right. It was a it was a public speaking class. So we we did some um some speeches, and uh, it, he he uh, forgive me. Did, what, what what were we just mentioning that brought this up? The movie. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the destination. Yes, he said, too many people have a great point in topic, but they don't keep in mind the destination. There so they go. lose their audience. So always, you know, come back and refer back to there where you're going you go. so you don't get lost. There Thank you, you for getting me back on track. That was a great, <laughs> <laughs> a great example for the audience. And I always use the GPS analogy on that. It is the bomb tool if you know where the hell you're going. Yeah. You, if you have no idea where you're going, GPS is of no benefit. You're just driving on I-90. Where are we going? I ain't sure, man, but this machine ain't working it don't know where you I going man about it, for real. you have to be able to know where you're going for it to work for you yeah you know but that's a that's a valuable topic and so y'all at the end of the day you said this is more of a motivational journey yeah, to you guys and it yeah. sounds like you're trying to get people to look within yeah and look right. at kind of the outputs and outcomes of their own journey and like uh, and question why some of these things are you know, man, for like for I read this book uh, called Atomic Habits. You know, uh, and dudes in his book, he's talking about all. This was the last episode we mm -hmm. was really talking about on right. uh, Buck the System Atomic Habits. This where like birth from. Uh, he was talking about investing in yourself. You know, uh, if you ain't really getting the results that you want, man, over a course of time, uh, if you smoke, that's for instance, if you smoke weed, man, like, all right, most people want to just quit smoking weed, go cold turkey. No, just try to, like, not smoke for this minute. Next 10 minutes, 
next 30 minutes? How about this next hour, you know? Right. And I mean, just take it like eating the elephant bite by bite and not try to eat it as a whole, mm-hmm. you know? And so he was just like, just talking about how the smallest minute habits, for real. <laughs> Domino over. Yeah, domino effect to big impacts and outcomes for real. And so uh, the whole drone behind Let's Feel is, like I said, it's motivational, spiritual based. Because, like, in order to change our surroundings, we got to change ourselves first. Hey, man, I I like that incremental thing. When we we talk to Young Bucks, that's one of my favorite examples, man. I pull up that song from Tupac, Dear Mama. Hmm. And I always ask these Young Bucks, I said, Tupac said, I love paying rent when the rent is due. Right. Hmm. I said, now, that don't sound like a financial or economic goal, but why shouldn't it be? You're like, I want a Maserati. I want to buy me a big house in the hills. How about paying the rent on time? We, how about <laughs> filling the tank up instead of saying five on 20? Mm, right. yeah, <laughs> These right. are the real talk. Or when the bill comes to have the financial wherewithal to be able to just cut the check for the bill or go right. online and pay the bill. Right. When it gets here, instead of having to scramble up into right. the due date, a day or two, pa- those are economic goals. Mm. Like the electric bill is here. Yeah. Well, give me the bill so I can pay it. Well, that takes financial. It, yeah, but those are goals. Like we look right over all of that stuff. We want to go straight from struggle to millionaire. No, man, all that stuff in between. Those things take a habit. Yeah. Paying the electric bill on time every month takes a habit. It takes mm. a discipline. Yes. Can we get to that first? And the process equips. And mm. the process. Say more about that. Equips. <laughs> how do you 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 know how in the video games, man? Some of the games you get different equipment. Whenever you you unlock certain aspects mm-hmm. of the game, you embark mm-hmm. upon different things. You might discover different things that you get equipped with going on different paths yep. than if you would go the, the straightforward, obvious route, <laughs> right? And as you level up, you get different, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say attributes. authority. Yeah, different attributes, mm-hmm. different ways that you can use the different types of equipment, different levels of access that you didn't even know was there yeah. until you get equipped with it. Yeah. But how did you get there? Unless you experience the hardship, the 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 wandering, yep. the wandering, <laughs> the wandering. Yeah. say that, yeah. say that. But not all who wander are lost. Y'all That's know that too, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Rob, you mentioned it when you started out. You mentioned Michael Jordan. Everybody, listen. They always talk about him getting cut from Laney High School as yeah. a sophomore, and he did. Yeah. You want the Air Jordans. Mm. You want the six titles. You want the accolades. You don't want the process. Yeah. And like you said, it's the process. Mm that builds, you know, that allows you to master whatever it is you're trying to master to get the results that you seek. You don't respect the process, you'll never get the result. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if it was in this Gary Keller book or what, but he had a book called One Thing I've Been Reading. I, but it was just talking about appreciation of the journey, man, instead of the destination, bro. And he was just talking about uh, the appreciation of the destination come from the journey, you know, the, the efforts, the hardships. Oh, man. The, 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 the trials, tribulation, the time you just spent on the journey, it better helps you appreciate the destination when you make it there, you know? Absolutely. It ain't always like, you know, most times we, we see the green grass on the other side, not knowing the path we got to take to get on to the other side, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> for real. So, yeah. uh, I don't know, bro. Marcia, uh, it's just about self-accountability, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just being aware, being honest, being transparent and authentic, mm-hmm. and letting people know like y'all ain't alone. Because I felt crazy, and I felt like I was the only person to share these ideas or these thoughts of uh, Cherusha's thoughts of myself, you know. And mm-hmm. then, uh, until I'm able to start this podcast, people are like, man, I can relate to that. I mean, I struggle with that, bro. I think like that, bro. That made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, even with Martin coming along with me as a co-host and like. Challenging and playing devil advocate, man. Hold on, mm-hmm. bro. You know what I mean, you can say it that way, but look at it this way. You know, yeah. it's always help when you got another set of eyes or ears to hear from a different perspective, bro. bro why do you think we got two eyes? I literally just dawned as you were speaking. Yeah, it's three D. Because we have we ha- right because <laughs> if we have one eye, then you literally only have one frame of reference. Mm. There's lies being brought to the to like literally. You're so much more blind. Mm. Like <laughs> for real. Can- so then think about when we have a different person's perspective. Right, we have a totally different frame of reference from their two eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I told you I'm a movie buff. You were talking uh-huh. about that the journey. You know, the the result is appreciated because yeah. of the journey. Yeah, and that reminds me of that that scene from Shawshank Redemption mm. when Andy Dufresne escapes. 
Yeah. Right. He chips away at the wall for umpteen days and nights for week for week after week after week, and they don't even know because he's got that Rita Haywood poster yeah. over it. <laughs> then he crawls through all of that sewage, mm. through the sewage and everything. When he gets out on the other side, dig this now. That scene where he gets out and it's raining and he holds his hands up and he just lets the rain wash over him. Mm. That was symbolism, right? Mm, I, yeah. That that was everything, all the time spent in that cell, all of the work that it took mm. to get this freedom. You think about it, they could have just showed him getting out of the pipe and running in the rain. Yeah. But taking that five minutes to just say, man, let me soak in the moment. Because mm. it took so much work to get here. Right. 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 And so wow. you're celebrating that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With this podcast. Yeah. And we should do that. Yeah. You know, when you get to the other side of a particular level mm. or a particular trial, take that second or two and be in the moment and say, you know what? Hold on. Give me. Let's, let's move on to the next level. Right. Give me a second. Let me give praise, you know, meditate, whatever mm. your process is, so that I can celebrate the fact that I got over that. Right. Yeah. See you has I can do more. exactly. Mm. And so now you can look forward and be like, I can get over that because mm. I, I got over this. Sometimes we move so fast to the next thing, like, oh, mm. slow down and look back. Mm. Right. You right. you just climbed over that. We you do get that, right? To, like pat ourselves <laughs> on the back and say, We did that. For right. Us, I did it. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense because that's another topic that we recently just started discussing. Uh, with, with my personal therapist, uh, one of the last things that he brought up to me was go where you're you're celebrated mm. rather than tolerated, mm. and, it, 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 and it, it blew my mind because on, the, the 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 simplicity, the simple denseness of of my mind at times does not allow simple concepts like this to oh, dawn man. until a brother or a sister Come or on. some other Come on. comes outside and Come on. says the obvious. Come on. Why, why don't you just go where you're celebrated, Come Martin? on. And why, why are you trying so hard where you're tolerating? I says, you know what? God bless you. You're mm-hmm. right, man. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that. I don't want to hear it. But you need it. But I needed to hear that. And mm-hmm. thank you very much. And, and this is the cautionary mm-hmm. tale for that person that's listening. And you got that hater on your crew. Mm-hmm. And you keep him or her around. Mm-hmm. And you see that they hating on your progress. Oh, but I need to hate. It yeah. helped me. Uh, oh, help mm-hmm. fuel. What type of fuel you using? Exactly. Because the, the, the wrong type of fuel clog up the carburetor mm-hmm. and stuff, bro. There's a difference between. Engine. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between you hold me accountable as a friend uh-huh. and you hating on me. Yeah. And we right. always fail to, to differentiate the two. And you keep that hater oh. in your inner circle. Wow. Right? Hey, yeah, man. Yeah. Man. Every, come I'm on. I'm getting chills man. right now right? because one of the words I believe I read this morning in Proverbs 27, correct me if I'm wrong, Lily goes, talk about jealousy. Yeah. Mm. Being one of the deepest. Uh, the the, the, the worst thing, worse than foolishness, right? The even even worse mm. than a, than a foolish man is is, is mm. jealousy, yes, right? Because it, yes, it yes. allows us to go into such a decrepit, strange thoughts. See. Oh, if oh she doing this that, and then you look and figure out, oh man, oh, that was a very narrow minded perspective mm. that did not at all, man. That was a whole lot. I'm chomping at the bit. <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit. Let's take that to the next level. <laughs> Let's talk about the Ten Commandments. That tenth commandment. Thou shalt not covet. covet yeah. Let's talk yeah, about that because yeah. covet that's takes what it is, yeah. coveting takes close proximity. Ooh. I can be jealous of Rob from the outside. Yeah. Oh man, he's got a beautiful wife, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really know this dude all like that. But I see him at events. Yeah. I see him at the game. Man, she fine. But if I'm a part of his inner circle mm. and I talk to her, mm. I'm in her home hanging out with Rob. I see her going back and forth to the kitchen. Not that Ooh, mm. you can covet because you up close. Mm. That's the fear and the, the caution of having the wrong person in your inner circle. You think about everything the Bible says about Satan. He was in close proximity. Mm. He saw up close. Man, this most high thing is all that. Yeah, Look right. at how they relate to this person. Right. Look right. at how they worship. Look at how they. I want that. I always say, and I'll, I'll throw it off to y'all on this. Congressmen and senators mm. can be jealous of the president. Mm. The vice president and the speaker of the house, they can covet that thing mm. because they're second and third in command. Right. Okay. They can see it. They, they can they feel it. They can taste it. It's like, I'm close to it. Mm. You a senator. You a congressman. You ain't seeing it, feeling it, tasting it like me. Mm. I see the inner world. I want that. And so this is why I said all that to say, who you invited to that inner sanctuary? Mm. That's oftentimes where it's made or broken. Wow. And you're like, man, I'm going backwards. I'm standing still. Check your circle, bro. You got a hater or two. 
Man, right. um, and, <laughs> what do you think about that? Let's remind you of what we've been talking about theme wise last couple weeks. Uh, what you mean? My brother's success. Oh, uh, it's predicated on my success. Mm. That that's one of the uh, the one of the, the keynotes we got from the level up and loose and level series. That like only mm. way I'm able to level Praise up God. or break a cycle is through the success of another brother of mine. Right. Through help, you know. Right. Um. Yeah, you brought that up, and you were just talking about something about the inner circle. I've I've been listening on the audio book, uh, Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. um, Hustle Hard, Hustle Smarter book, bro. Uh, for us in the culture, for us from the hood, it, it relates to. It's, I, I I appreciate what Fifty did, bro. He uh broke. He put it in layman's terms to somebody that that's be more subjected to pick up a hood novel to read a book about self improvement than to put it in these big old astronomical words that overwhelm somebody but uh he talked about uh the duality of personalities and also having the discernment of who to surround yourself with in your crew man because mm-hmm. he said your crew gonna make you or break you for real uh that and that's part. that's what it all comes down to that covenant part uh i mean what you was just talking about i i ain't, I ain't gonna name drop but i experienced that it had to take me some time like it had to take me years to sit back and like really process like is they for me or against me exactly mm. you no know, exactly. like like if you was my friend the way you worded that doesn't sound like a friend should yeah. word something yeah. you know yeah. and uh like people uh, use the word love out of manipulation man mm. to keep you stagnant for real because that's they, deep they benefiting off off your profits for real bro mm. they they like uh the Bible talk about that even the dog under the table get crumbs, you know. Right. Some some dudes, some people satisfied with just the crumbs, right. and they gonna do whatever they can to just keep coming around for that mm, man. Not always right. saying that's that's good enough for your growth, bro. Sometimes <coughs> like for myself speaking, I had to like really sit back and discern who to cut off. Who to move forward with. Mm-hmm. And that become easier the more experience we get, right? Exactly. Yeah. The more yeah. clarity we get. You can identify yeah. it easier. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Trial and error. I think yeah, that was the episode man. we had by accident. Uh, I mean, like that's that. so crazy, though, because even this morning, you know, I went to go smoke a cigarette before we uh, went to the men's group meeting, right? And I step outside, and then um, I realize I'm at, I'm at a, a children's art program or something. I'm admiring, you know, the children's artwork around and stuff. And, you know, just being meditative and whatnot, and I see a, a figure moving toward me. Now I'm like, the first thing that pop in my head is, this person need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that leads down to the strange rabbit hole of, oh, whenever I got some, that's when those opportunities come up for the, the, the things that bother me. So it's going to test if, you know, my generosity. Am I really mad that I only got a couple cigarettes left in this per- or am I going – be appreciative that I have a couple cigarettes and just be grateful enough to let that overflow. So, you know, the man comes over and it was weird because he kept walking whenever he said something. I didn't hear what he said. So I, I, you know, tried to exchange with him. He walked past me, stopped, turned around, and then began to engage with me and ask for a cigarette. So I gave him the cigarette and, uh, you know, appreciate the opportunity to do so. And then, you know, say, God bless you, you know, and, and, and peace. And uh, he gets to the end of, you know, the walkway, and he, he asked me about an illicit drug. Some might know ice, whatever. It's not something I've messed with or whatever. I'm like, man, I just love the Lord, bro. You know, he's like, I feel you on that. Enough said. Have a good day. And I'm like, <laughs> but these little things, it's not strange to me anymore because I've had little, tiny, little weird things pile up over the past dozen years or so, so many times that I expect things now and I it, it helps my mentality to approach it with mm. a different perspective instead of being so scorning and rude and why can't people do that I start to understand where they've been what they've been through yeah. if the man wanted to open up and have a conversation to to you know soothe his heart if he had something on his heart then we could have talked about it right but he he got what he needed I said a little prayer in my heart kept it moving yeah and that's just what i had to keep it as it don't you know mm-hmm. be ruminating throughout the day oh man people always taking what i have and this no i'm grateful i have to give i, mm. I you know i'm trying to remember who said it because literally somebody just said this yesterday or the day before and i really want to give them credit for it and you know rather than focusing on you know why did why did marcus do that or why does marcus mm. do right. why not focus on the, the real question is you know what happened to Marcus? Ooh. Because, like you said, all of this is coming from somewhere. Yeah. You know. So why did why why does Jim act like that? Now the question is, well, what happened to Jim? 
Mm. Right. Because that behavior, especially if there's a loop. Yeah. Mm. It, there was a genesis. Mm-hmm. Something set that thing in motion. If you can focus, I think I actually think I heard T.D. Jake said, mm-hmm. if you can focus on the thing that, or acknowledge the fact that, that something set that thing in motion, then empathy kicks in quicker. Mm-hmm. Because in your mind, you acknowledge something happened to that brother. Right. That's what right. I, that behavior is coming from. Some, and it wasn't positive. Right. And if that's my perspective, I approach him different. It's like, man, why you act like that? I'm dealing with the exterior, the actions. Mm-hmm. I can judge that easier. Right. The symptoms. The, the symptoms. Yeah. But to say, man, something happened to this brother. That, I got to try to step in your shoes to even, mm-hmm. you know, continue on with this exchange. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. deep. That's deep. Because uh, uh, being in the fellowship, bro, it's mm-hmm. one of the St. Peter's prayers talks about we seek to be understood. Seek to be understanding more than be understood, yeah. you know. And I, I uh, which is difficult. It was difficult, <laughs> and I feel like that's first. No, no, that's real. That's real. Right? That's what we here for. To be real, that's difficult, and mm-hmm. that's like what we talked about in some of the episodes too, bro. Just like, I mean, in order for me to understand how to like level up or break a cycle, I got to be understanding of the next person. Yeah. I got to be understanding of the problem that even to get help. Ooh, you we got to have mean? a heart. Huh. That, that's yeah, another another staple that that I speak on, mm. bro, is that the fence that we put in our mind, mm. the wall, yes, the calluses that from another person's offense in my perception I, that they have offended me. Mm. My mind creates a fence between <laughs> I and that man. Go ahead, that mm. brother. Go ahead, okay, brother. and I I've got to learn to become understanding of like you remember uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, he had his neighbor. He, he probably wasn't always happy with his neighbor. <laughs> Never seen him, dude. But yeah, he didn't even have to see him. He could still connect over the fence. That's right. That's about right. whatever yeah. was going on. They shared each other's heart. They had a heart-to-heart connection, even though there was a fence between them. Never seen each other's faces. Never right. <laughs> the, man, if there was something to be offended by, mm. they, they decided to put it down and start discussing the root nature of the problem there rather than getting offended that this brother is the one that the problem need is around, yeah, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Or through, or what have you? Yeah, that's mm. that. That's that powerful scene yeah. that that resonates with so many black men, and it brings a tear to my eye every mm. time I see it. That episode it. where Will Smith's father mm. came into his life mm. and left him again. And Will goes through that whole speech about I learned it to ride my first bike without him. Yeah. I, I dated my first honey without him. I did this without him. I did that didn't without him. TikTok I've been doing. <laughs> yep, I've been doing real well without him. And at the end, he said, "What so many of us grew up feeling like, man, why don't he want me? Yeah, how come he man. don't want me, bro?" Uh, <laughs> And that's really what it all comes down to. You know, you mess a kid's head up by making them feel like the person that gave birth to or created them doesn't want them. Man, that was a topic. That was a, that was a segment in uh, Why Not and Why Not uh, episode. Self pity, John. Mm. I, just, uh, I dealt with that man growing up. With my mom being in the streets as an active addict and stuff, bro. I, that was a chip I wore on my shoulder my whole life, bro. Oh, yeah, like, man, why I was why I wasn't good enough for my mom to like stop smoking crack? You know what I mean? Mm. And like, we don't we don't we don't talk about. The drug addiction that destroyed the disfranchised families where we come from, bro. Because, like, we grew that That's a stigma, man. That's, that's something we grew up with. Like, yeah. and I ain't good enough for her. Yeah, because mm-hmm. kids don't know. They yeah. don't understand the fact that it's an addiction. Yeah, and I, ain't, I ain't realized that until I went through mine. You mm-hmm. hear me? Mm-hmm. I ain't not. A, I, and, like, the way my my higher power work, man, the God of my understanding, sometimes you don't understand something. You got to go through something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So you can get some understanding. Come on. Man, Bill's you know character, mean? bro. For, hey, for real. So How is you going to be unique? Man, mm. I don't know. <laughs> and look, like cookie cutter for real. Right? <laughs> and, and you can't even, you can't judge it. It's, it's that Martin Malcolm paradigm I mm. talk about often. You know, Martin high school graduated 15 and college graduate by 19, you know, gets his doctor degree shortly thereafter by his mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his greatness, he comes from a, a well-established family. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a junior mm-hmm. and completely different journey. Malcolm Ain't needed jail. All he, that. Malcolm actually needed jail. Yeah, to find him. That was a part of his development process. Mm-hmm. And, and the point is, 
I don't care what Martin's journey looked like compared to Malcolm's. His, your, your journey wasn't better than his. Yeah. His process was just his process. Mm-hmm. You both ended up at wow. a certain level of greatness that was comparable. Mm-hmm. I think we can all argue that. Mm-hmm. So whether it's you having to get high, you having to have a broken family, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, you having to be diagnosed with some rare disease, there's a process that builds us if we let it. If we let it. Right. If we let it. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you circle back to that because if I may interject, there's a song that was just ringing in my mind and I couldn't think of the artist, the song, and uh, I just pondered a little bit. And God, it's called Tie My Hands mm-hmm. by uh, Lil Wayne and Robin Thicke. You know, in the chorus, is, you tie my hands, what am I gonna be? What have I done so bad? What is my destiny? You tie my hands, what am I supposed to see? What have I done so bad? What am I gonna be? And then verse 5, Lil Wayne says, Yeah, and if you come from under that water, then there's fresh air. Just breathe, baby. God's got a blessing to spare. Yes, I know the process is so much stress, but it's the progress that feels the best. Because I came from the project straight to success, and you're next. So try it. They can't steal your pride. It's inside. Come on. Then find it and keep on grinding, because in every dark cloud, there's a silver lining. I know. Hmm. That's mm. heavy. Heavy, right? I remember before I knew the Lord listening to this song, man, I got the same chills I get now when I speak the words. Yeah. Man, yeah. deep. Now, see, that, that is born from something real. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that's and, after Katrina. That's after that Katrina. That was his heart. And you know what? That, and I and I'm I'm a segue into something somewhat negative and judgy from that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's the but that's the thing that frustrates me, man, with this modern music scene, yeah. man, because in so many ways, like what you just read, put yeah, that that sent chills up my spine, right? Yeah. Right. And I know that it's that's one of the things I loved about Tupac because he mixed mm-hmm. it up. Sometimes he talked about party, and sometimes he talked about women. Other mm-hmm. times he talked about history and blah blah. Mix it up because yeah. life is a diverse experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, for so many. Y'all to just go the I sold another brick. My Man. haters is hating, you know. <laughs> and I smacked this chick, and she got a big. I'm like, dude, another yeah. one, another one, bro. <laughs> uh, that's why I, I right. mean, bro, we collect so on a different level because I only like I didn't. I done drew away from like mainstream hip hop, bro. Cause mm. like you said, it's watered down, oh saturated. My oh my every God. song I done sung a hundred grams of fentanyl. Oh my God. I done shot a thousand guns in yeah. every song I done heard. And it's like like what we said, what we eat, bro. That's feeding yeah. the community. Yeah. There's a bro. whole new level. We got into vibrations and everything. Yeah. Man. A whole new <laughs> level of of art that is emerging and forming and and, and transforming hmm. in an industry that's almost underground, but it's it's, it's right wherever you want to look as long as you open your eyes. It's right in front of us. Mm. But I swear to good, it feels like 90, 99.8% of the population don't have no idea this entire genre exists. Yeah. 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 And, and so I was like, amazed whenever you were identified any of the songs I listened yeah. to, bro. I was mm. like, I put this on and people will be getting like, Either offended, yeah, or they they like, what's up with this dude, man? I don't I don't really appreciate the way that people do this with with the gangster rap and this that. Mm. Hey, that's like they're looking at Andre three thousand for his flute album, right? Now. That's the frequencies you talk about, bro. Like they don't man. understand it, but that's music, man. though, bro. Who else is on Terrence Howard on the frequencies, man? We, we can get in a lot of that. Andre uh, said, "I'm breaking out the flute, man. Yeah. I think I'm playing." No, <laughs> no, who brought out the flute way back, Timberland? Oh, yeah. That's what used to make a lot of the Indian songs. flute. Remember the Indian flute song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. The tones, man. Uh, Think about it, though. For real. You know, the um in, in like China and all that, they got flutes and you listen to them. It, it, it soothes it's for the spirit, bro. the spirit, yeah. right? The, the Native American flutes. Yes. Right? I was just listening to some classical talking to my other half about it last night and explaining, you know, she's like, I don't understand. It's boring to me. I'm like, this is all people have. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, you yes, got, yes, yes. When yes, I yes. listen to artwork, I think about what the audience must have been perceiving at the time in which this must have been, you know, undertaken. Yeah. You had no music. You had no magic device to just play. Come you on. had to get people <laughs> together to make tones and sounds. And, oh, my goodness. It's, I, I ain't going to lie, bro. I got into classical musical when I was just in jail. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like Beethoven and all yeah. the orchestras for uh, uh, symphonies. Mm-hmm. And, like... 
first off, I was mind blown how hundreds of people can play in tune mm-hmm. at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Oh, they you worked know? a lot, I bet. And it works in harmony. Yeah, mm-hmm. in straight harmony. It's deep. And there's a, you can tell the, there's a spirit that flows yeah, through Yeah, for real, just the it's commodity crazy. of the spirit, bro. Yeah. yeah. Unity. And uh, that was amazing to me, just the different sounds, bro. And it's no, it's no vocals to it. It's just all sounds and right. soothing, mm-hmm. bro. Goes back I, to my love of, of, of movies, brother. I always say, you know, some movies have soundtracks. Yeah. Some movies have scores. Hmm. I always say, man, about black movies, I'm like, too many of y'all got soundtracks. Y'all need a nice score. <laughs> and I think about movies like, I, I mentioned Shawshank Redemption. That's Thomas Newman. That's one of my favorite, favorite composers, man. You know, Shawshank Redemption, American Beauty, of the road to perdition. You listen to some of the music that's hauntingly beautiful music yeah. that Thomas Newman produces, man. I, I got it in the ride right now. I got a play, yeah. playlist <laughs> on Apple Music, man. And it just soothes my spirit. Some of it makes me introspective. Yeah. You know, when I'm feeling some kind of way, either way yeah. it goes, it taps into a different side of me. Yeah. And I always say, I'm, I'm so diverse with the music that I love because I'm a lot of different people and I have a lot of different experiences. Mm. You know, so certain songs by certain artists, there's some country western songs that, that speak to me. Yeah. There's some rock and roll <laughs> songs that speak to uh, You know, music, period. Right. Just period. Right. I was right. just in the wheel with uh, my friend. She was like, uh, you listen to country. I said, I got a couple country songs up the sleeve. And, yeah. <laughs> Are you offended? Got a couple rock and roll was up the sleeve. You know, like man, there's a song called by Bonnie Raitt, and it was actually remade by Will Downing, who sings jazz, and then it was remade by Prince. It's called "I Can't Make You Love Me." Mm. Wait, it, who's it by? Bonnie Raitt. I think I might have just Brother, heard that yesterday. No lie, to. when I was listening to WQLN. Anybody who's Radio. ever been like sincerely in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it hasn't been reciprocated. Mm-hmm. You listen to that song and tell me you can't relate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is so, oh man, soulful and everything else. But it's a wow. real thing. To now real we feeling. get back to the process, though. There we go. Because you know how many times I've been, I've, I got this feeling, I can't get it out of my system. I don't <laughs> know what to do with it. But I can't keep running from it no more. So yeah. then I finally face the feeling. Mm. Tears come out, you know, cries come out, laughs come out, nostalgia. I go on a journey in my mind. I start correcting my perception mm. on some things I experienced in the past. Yeah. I start realizing somebody else experienced this because they put out art that shows their heart. Mm-hmm. 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 And it goes back to the purpose of y'all podcast in the first place. As black men, we are not taught to publicly proclaim all of these human emotions. Yeah. You know what and just this, gave me chills? Hmm. That's the equipping. Exactly. That that's the equipping exactly. going back and and <laughs> replaying that chapter. <laughs> right. We we don't want to talk about that. But from our, our men's lens. Mm. Because when I was a child, I, I thought as a child and spoke like a child. Yeah. I still do at times. I'm still a, a child in many respects. But as a man, yes, <laughs> growing yes. into the man I'm becoming, I, I look differently mm-hmm. on those encounters. That right? goes back to the best music era in history, in, in, in not just the black community in America. You look at like the Motown era. Mm-hmm. That, all yeah. of these emotions we talking about, Ooh, you go like, back and listen they, to they those songs. They put it in music, put it in bro. Music. And when did that coincide historically? Hey, right after it, the Depression, it, right? Come on. Look, I'm talking about right. the old Negro spirituals. Everybody's going through it. For real, bro. We're they, going through a, they, another they, Depression right now, bro. And they, but don't nobody call it that. Don't nobody reflect the music of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many artists you hear reflect that music, though? I'm hearing it. You, there's a song. It's off from the genres that we probably particularly listen to. Mm. But it's so popular now. What's it called? Um, Ver, it's like Vermont, it's called Stick Season. Dude's talking about it, it gushed tears at me when I heard it a couple months ago. It was on one of the late night shows. He's talking about, uh, I love Vermont this time of season. It's a season of the sticks, you know, the, you don't see nothing but sticks on the mountaintops with the mm-hmm. trees now, right? So I, I resonate with that because there's something about the cold cleansing winters that resonates with me that's intrinsic I, I sit back and look and reflect right and he's like i said i tried to say hi to your mom 
but she she don't recognize me no more. She don't pay me no attention. It started making me grow these these familiar feelings that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. with how it felt with a separation in my past, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm in the process of recovering. So I, I remember, you know, reflecting on this before, but when this song come and I'm listening to it, it's like almost like a closure. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you you went through it too. And now I'm like realizing it doesn't hurt so much anymore. It's just like, you know, the tears come because maybe it's like paying homage, respect, or yeah. you will. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. part of what comes. But I'm still, the, the processing yeah. is, is completing, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, right. our, our 100 Black Men Convention in Vegas this past year, man, there was a symposium on music okay. and hip-hop. Nice. And to go back to what you're saying, Rob, about the... Because I think music is such a powerful tool. There's a reason why a lot of these kings, musicians had to have licenses. Hmm. Musicians, playwrights, because they recognize the power of media. Hmm. When you write a play and you have people watch it, that's propaganda. There's a reason why, hmm. you know, these, these dictators have oftentimes used propaganda to their, to their advantage. Right. That's why they feared Bob Marley, as you yes. see in that reggae. That's why they Absolutely. feared, you know, John Lennon. Music moves people, people. right? Hmm. And all of these experiences. Wow. And so back in the day, you know, you you had the party songs, Whoa. but you also had, you know, things are going to get easier, hmm. right? You also had Sam Cooke changes going to hmm. come, all of these emotions. And now it's so one dimensional. Only thing our young bucks is being fed. It's not that chick. Not emotional that. music. Not emotional music. Angry, right? sexual, Dude. period. Uh, killing. <laughs> and, and like. I think that's also what we come to the podcast for, because uh, to address like just the mental state of things, bro. Mm-hmm. We, uh, as men, as I'm not, I'm speaking in general. Don't like to acknowledge the mental aspects of things, bro. As black culture, we definitely don't pay attention to mental health awareness, mm-hmm. bro. Because uh, we always taught sucking up, could be could be in the chump, that's it, could be a little punk. You know what I mean? Uh, and and with music now, bro, we don't even get that that therapy through what music mm. was for us. Once exactly, before, music There's was the that therapy. There's you know? the like, point. Wow, There's I feel like the we point. missing that for real. There's the point. Uh, There's the point. And so, like, I like music, and it's just like, man, everybody making music. So I'm gonna get drowned out. So what can I do mm. different to make my voice be known? Let, wow. let me step outside my comfort zone. Yes. Let me use my my experiences <laughs> and get real with people. Hey, yeah. there's a reason why that person that was separated or divorced or they just had a loved one die and they sit back and they listen to Luther. A chair, <laughs> yeah. still a chair. Oh yeah. <laughs> a house is not a home yeah, because yeah, this really. is the, the this building that I'm in takes on a different connotation when this right. loved one be it through death or divorce yeah. is no longer yeah. here yeah. it ain't the same and you listen to stuff wow. like that when you're in it because it was wow. your therapy you know what? speak to me Luther speak really, to me that's a re- that's a father responsibility though my, and I got that from my mom because unlike a lot of the men that I know growing up my, my dad left when I was three uh, you know and I, I didn't see him again until he was in a casket when I came home from Iraq in uh, 2009 no, 2010, right? And um, man, it's it's it's. I think it's a responsibility that we have to to teach our children Amen. better. Amen. You know. Amen. Uh, we we have to carry on those things that I remember when I was growing up. I remember my mom listening to Luther Vandross. You don't know Luther Vandross? Oh yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> and listening to Brian McKnight, Brian oh, Adams, oh, right? Yeah. People that I thought was corny when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I didn't realize the seeds that were being planted because of the trials and tribulations that I would counter throughout life. And then the decades later, those seeds that were planted, those things that I didn't remember, but I knew the tune. And when I heard the tune, I saw the song title, I could search it Came online, back. and I could be able to play it back any point in time as an instant weapon to that negative feeling that's mm-hmm. trying to uh, mm-hmm. slaughter me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was Rob- telling my boy the other day, we I, there was a Bob Marley song called Smile Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I was so down and out with some feelings I have not experienced in a while. They're familiar, but like long time ago familiar mm-hmm. that came back up. It wasn't until I went home and I heard the song come on, the vibes come on. That's right. I'm already getting soothed out. And then the words behind the vibes said, a man came up whenever I was down and out and said, Dread, you're in Jamaica. Look up and smile. You're in Jamaica. Yeah. And then I realized, like, yo, I'm in America. Yeah. In the land of the free. 
it doesn't matter my circumstance. I have opportunity. There it is. Mm. That's there all is. I need. There it is. Mm. There it is. That That's one of the things that was so infectious about Bob Bob Marley mm-hmm. is you could see him feeling everything he sang. Oh my gosh! I mean, he was. Yeah. You could, and you just watching him zone Dude, out. He was zoned. Yeah. I watched this documentary on him the other day. They said that whenever uh, he had, I think it was a Smile Jamaica concert, that they were in Jamaica. Yeah. I think Stevie Wonder. Uh, came to, to play with them too, right? Or it was after a CV Wonder concert. All these people, there was like 100,000 people rushed toward the stage to get in, the people that weren't able to get in. And then yeah. they sent tear gas. Mm. They said all the musicians had dipped out. And they looked up, and Bob turned around and said, I guess we know who the true revolutionary is on. Because <laughs> he's still in his, he, he's acting like nothing happened. People can't breathe. And Bob is sitting there, you're in Jamaica. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> With everybody going, man, it's all smoking around here. I'm not bad at it. Well, Rob, take us out of here, man. Tell us the name of the podcast again, how people can find it. Tell us about that before uh, we leave here. Uh, the name of the podcast, Let's Feel. Yeah, you heard me right. F-A-I-L. We on Spotify. We on Apple Podcasts. We on YouTube. Um, any major streaming platforms. Any Any major streaming platform. Samsung Podcasts. iHeartRadio Podcast. Anything you can find a podcast on, we there, man. You can always reach out to uh, Let's Feel the Podcast at gmail.com or whatever. Let's Feel. The podcast or yeah. D podcast? D. Uh, D. D. T H E. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. We don't want to confuse our <laughs> listeners. We want to make sure we're as transparent and clear as possible. Yeah. Well, well, listen, I certainly appreciate you brothers, Rob Davis, Martin Long. I appreciate you brothers for coming on and just talking about your experiences, your podcast. I'm excited about your podcast. For my listeners, go check these brothers out. As you can hear, this was a great discussion, and it really delves deep into just what's going on internally and some of the things that are happening around us and how all of these things work in consort. And what are you learning from all of it, man? Very inspirational. That's it for our show today. Tune in next time for more discussion and analysis with local and national guests. I want you to remember this. Next 2.0 streams on Fridays on all major podcast platforms and on the fourth Sunday of the month at 4 p.m. on WQLN NPR PBS. That is 91.3 FM. I'm Marcus Atkinson. Come join us again so that you can hear about what's next for our communities and our democracy. Peace. God broke me down. God broke me down. God broke me. God broke me down. God broke me down. God broke me. God broke me down. God broke me down. God broke me. God broke me down. So that he could build me up. Can't think I'm playing out here, man. It's the show, not a game, big homie. Hey, so he could build me Standing up, this guy's anointed, harder than you think. Man, that pride will fill your heart up and it start to stink. And God knows, cause you know you down here looking jank. On the bench, trying to sit, but you know you can't. God broke me down. Told me I was lifted. God got me signed, <laughs> but then he stripped it. Then God built me up. Told me I was gifted. I wrote myself a beautiful script, but then he flipped it. From a hip hop cemetery to a missionary. Huh? From precise music to a visionary. Huh? Finally, I see the vision clear. This is not a hobby, this is my career.